You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Denver Hoops and Dreams. I am your host, Jeremy Nichols, here with my co-host, Nelson Newth. Nelson, listen, man, we know we know what happened last night. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming that we went through a lot of the same emotions. But uh, before we even talk about just our basketball feeling, we're going to put that to the side for right now. Um, it's a new week. You know, it's definitely a Monday here. And um, just talk to us, man. How are you just doing in life? How are things with oh, your family? That's so nice. Uh, I'm doing good. My um, my boys are actually going to be starting. My twins um, are going to be actually done with school. Uh, their seventh grade class nice. um, will be their, their last day will be Wednesday. So they'll be in summer break. And so there's all kinds of things that go along with that, you know, keeping them busy during oh, that yeah. time. Don't I know it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so that'll be the focus for the family is just making sure making sure that they have a fulfilled summer break and that mm-hmm. um you know they get to do something and then as we get to do something as a family with some week long vacation or some getaway just so we can recharge the batteries and mm-hmm. and get ready for 8th grade nice. how about you man nice. how hey, you living how you Dude, living Jeremy i'm uh i'm cool man i'm cool you know i, I got a <clears throat> a lot of changes and stuff happening in my life, but, um, you know, some good, some not so good, but at the end of the day, you know, just like we've talked about in the past, you know, life is all about adjustments and, uh, life is about, you know, making sure that you can do your best. Right. And that's all I'm doing right now. So, you know, my daughter and I, you know, we're, we're about to, um, you know, hopefully lock into this, this new house real soon where we're almost at, you know, you know, the home buying process is, such it's, a tedious it's, it's an emotional roller coaster is what it is <laughs> absolutely so like right now you know we're we're still in that process right now but you know we're getting there we're getting some some good good news and stuff from um the companies and the people that we've been working with so you know hopefully we get to the end of this journey real soon and and I get her a new home to pretty much just kind of start that next chapter of life you know because I want her to have a new home before she even goes into the first grade you know, right. I think that's 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 my goal. And I think that's why I work the way that I do right now um, is to to do what I can for her. But listen, everybody's healthy. Everybody's good. So I can't ask for any more than that, honestly. Yeah. I mean, if you check that box, that's a really important box to check mm-hmm. as a parent and to make sure that they have a, a stable home and environment. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're doing that. And I work in commercial real estate. So one of the things that I like about doing what I do is the emotional part of that for the most part, when people are looking at this, it's more of a matter of fact business approach, not 
the emotional entanglements that go along with um, buying your first home and how that can be really stressful. Um, and plus, I don't have to work on the weekend. So I, you know, I really look forward to doing that and enjoyed being in commercial real estate um, for some time now and enjoy obviously doing this with you even when our team loses um a game two at home <laughs> right <laughs> i love i love that transition i respect that yeah um, man yeah i mean listen you know real life real life is real life that's just that's, uh, right. that's what it is at the end of the day no matter what happens with our team life goes on that's you right. know and, and that right. is that's really the most important thing but you said it the nuggets did in fact lose game two at home OK, so um, that is the reality. And I think it, it was interesting for me. Um, I did tweet about it earlier because I, I think I'm starting to become like that that place where people go to the vent now on Twitter. <laughs> I'm starting to realize that, I like, saw your I, tweet. Yeah. When I, when I make those tweets where it's like, all right, all right, guys, listen, let's. What are you feeling? How, how are you feeling right now? And I think the, the tweet has like 400 or 500 like comments, like people are like wow. typing in how they're feeling. And, you know, it's. It's it's pretty cool to see that the same way that we feel, man. It's it's exactly what's happening. Of course, some people have different opinions. Some people are, um, you know, overreacting a little bit right now, and then some people are just like, "Bro, I don't." Okay, they lost the game. Cool. What that mean? Nuggets in five. Like that's what that's all you're hearing. You know, it depends on who you ask. But um, but yeah, let's uh, let's dive into well, it. Well, first know, of all, yeah. yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but first of all, I just wanted to say thank you for being my therapist um, <laughs> before we get started for the next 45 minutes. I want to yeah. I want to see if there's um, if I can lay down on the couch and um, <laughs> and, t- and talk about my nugget woes. And yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, maybe I could give you some money at the end of the day to pay for the service. <laughs> I don't know, but. I, yeah, I mean, really a disappointing, um, a disappointing game too. I, I, I tweeted out, I said, um, before the game and I actually got a lot of positive response on this tweet. I said, game two is the most important game in the series. Um, because I think what happens is people get acclimated to their environment Miami, you knew Miami would make changes. Right, of course. You knew they would come in hungry. Um, I think the other game twos that we've gone through were also really challenging games. I think game one of our first three series were fairly much in the bag and, and pretty easy to handle. I think game two for Minnesota and then um, Phoenix and then the Lakers were difficult um, series or difficult games, I should say. Right. And I knew this would be a difficult game for the Nuggets. And I said the, and in my tweet, I said the others need to step up during this game. And when I meant that, I meant the others outside of Jamal and Nicola. Yeah. And on some level, the team responded to that on the level of our bench. I thought the others stepped up, meaning um, Christian had his best game in months. Um, Bruce Brown did his thing, and Jeff Green actually contributed with some points and some activity. And so those others actually performed at a high level. 
but the others, meaning KCP, Aaron Gordon, and um, one Michael Porter Jr. did not. Right. Yeah. MPJ, I, MPJ especially, I just think, um, what did he have? What, five points and six rebounds? Like, as a starter on a team in the NBA Finals, that's not going to cut it. That is that is absolutely not going to cut it. And I saw somebody say something interesting today where they said, you know, I'm wondering if Michael Porter's effort wasn't where it was supposed to be because he did not get the kudos, the kudos from Michael Malone after game one because he was playing excellent defensively, blocking shots and all these different things. And I think they were wondering if it was like an ego bruise where it's just like, dude, I just did all what that. What do I have I to do? Yeah, like I still can't get the coach to say, listen, MPJ did his thing tonight. He was out there playing defense. He was doing this because we saw it. And I'm telling you, being in the building when he was blocking those shots, the crowd reaction was out of this world, man. I'm telling you, it was like people like his blocks because you don't get to see them as as often because of, you know, everything that people have said about him is lack of defensive, whatever it is in the past. But whenever he does it, it's such an impactful moment. Like that, that block that he got, I can't remember who it was either on Jimmy Butler or Caleb Martin, one of the two. And when he blocked it, it was just like it was a I'm talking about a forceful block. You know, I think it was like off the backboard when they had like a wide open layup or something. And when that happened, I'm telling you, the building erupted. I'm you sure. know, so it yeah, because people are like, dude, this is it's it's almost like like Jokic just like blocking a shot like uh, I'm talking about like out of bounds stuff like Jokic gets blocks but his blocks are not usually like those where it's just like this you know how Embiid and all these guys try to block it to they're not violent right it's not a violent block exactly that's the perfect word for it and it was interesting to see that so I thought that was an interesting angle when they brought that up because I wondered that same thing actually it's possible it is possible because he he does have he does have an ego I mean as as most of the players do um, and I do think he thrives on those, those words of affirmation. Like he thrives right. on, on being able to hear like, dude, you did a really good job because that's, that's what I saw today. And, and when I read that, I was, cause I wasn't thinking about it that way up until I saw that. But when I did, it was like, you know, that kind of makes sense. I'm not, gonna I, lie. I, I watched him in that first game post game when, um, Mike, Malone did Michael Malone did give him some praise after he gave the chain to Aaron Gordon. Right. And he was kind of slumped in his chair and kind of like, you could see he was a little bit disappointed. Right. And even somebody after that said, Hey, I wonder if um, what Michael Porter jr. Has to do to get that accolade. And so I don't, I don't know if we're reading too much into that or, I don't know if also maybe some of the talk about the Nuggets um, uh, sweeping and this being easy and everything else got into his head, but um, on both sides of the ball, he really struggled. And, um, you know, our our coach um, has been known to throw people under the bus yeah. after post games. Mm-hmm. And did it again last night. He did. Mm -hmm. uh, when he said, and I'll let you maybe quote him even more, but basically that 
there were some people that um, acted like they were pouting because they were missing some shots mm -hmm. and they did not play both sides of the basketball, meaning play on the defensive side, that they let their shot um, missing basically kind of affect the rest of their game. Right. And I and I was wondering, I was going to ask you, who did you think that was? Well, to me, it's an obvious yeah, yeah. Michael no, it's, Porter Jr. It's, it's MPJ. It's MPJ. He's basically yeah. talking about him directly. Yeah. yeah. And I, I can't disagree with him, although I certainly don't like Malone doing that. He's got a good point. And it felt like there were a couple players that weren't up for the challenge. Like they felt like it was more of a, a regular season game than the finals. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, no, it, it, you are absolutely correct. Um, it made a whole lot of sense to me when I heard that, that he was talking about Michael, uh, Michael Porter. And if you think about it, even going back to 2020, Michael Porter called out Michael Malone as well. Like they, they have this thing, right? They have this thing where it's just like, well, hey, you ain't coaching. Well, hey, you ain't playing defense. Well, hey, like they have this, this unspoken, but I guess it's kind of becoming spoken now um, where where you're seeing it kind of pop up. And we are here to welcome our guy, Jack Balsley, in the building, who uh, apparently Jack didn't uh, realize what time we were starting. So shout out to everybody listening right now. Jack has now shown up. Jack, talk to the people, man. I don't, I don't, know, if I, I don't know if I should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we, doghouse. we oh. still like you, Jack. Nah, you all good, Jack. I, I don't know what my brain told me, 830, but hey. I apologize, everybody. Nah, it's so. all good, man. You you actually missed out on 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 something that Nelson said prior to the show that I think you're gonna really like, but we'll mm -hmm. we'll discuss that right. later all on. Right. All right. Um. But no, we were just you know just just talking about um game two, you know, last night, and and obviously with um the Nuggets losing that game. But you know what? Let me let me stop it right there, Jack. Since you are just hopping back on here, I do want to make sure that we're able to just find out how you're doing here before we get into the basketball stuff again talk to us jack how's your day going how's everything going i mean you know can't I mean, when it's raining like this and the nuggets lose i can't be too happy just kidding yeah. no life's good <laughs> life's good when you take basketball out of it which is very hard to do uh, <laughs> but uh life's great you know got some great news today so just uh just really excited to just be be here talking to you guys and always always enjoy doing this Okay, good, good. Well, I'm hoping that uh, you you're gonna share this great news that you uh, you got. You know, we always like great news. I'm sure the people like great news, but you know, if it's personal, it's all right. We get it. You know, <laughs> we got you. <laughs> um, but no, we were you know we were just talking about um, the fact that we saw a big difference with Michael Porter Jr. Right mm -hmm. last night, um, especially for the difference from Game One to Game Two, where in Game One it was blatantly clear that he was engaged on the defensive end i mean yeah. he was just he was moving his feet quickly blocking shots getting all the rebounds like he was he played very well in game one 
And then you look at game two and you did not see that same energy, right? And yeah. a lot of the, the, the time with Michael Porter, his defense is usually dictated by the way that his offense is going, right? If he's hitting shots, then because he's playing more minutes, it means that, okay, in his mind, he's like, you know what? I guess I'll try on defense too so that I can stay out here to keep shooting my shots while I'm in my zone. And, um, you know, can Nelson I stop you too up. really quickly? I'm sorry, Jeremy, but he did do a lot of things well the first game, 13 rebounds, mm-hmm. but he was five of 16 from for shooting <laughs> wow, yeah. uh, in the first game and also two of 11 from the three-point He line. was, he was, correct. So he did have an effective game which I think is what Malone is talking about. Like I can live with Michael Porter Jr. Missing shots. If he's missing Mm -hmm. shots, but if he's active on the defensive end, he's grabbing rebounds and blocking shots. This is the, this is okay. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I wanted to bring that stat up because he did have a great game defensively. Offensively, he still hasn't found his niche yet. Right. And obviously last night, um, his stats were abysmal. And um, what was it? He was, um, Michael Porter was two of eight, one for six. And I think Malone was feeling way more comfortable with Christian in the lineup because Christian was being A, defensively present, and B, showing something offensively. Mm Mm-hmm. No, he, he, he really did. Um, and I think it was, it was really cool to watch Christian Brown have those moments last night, you know, especially at home in front of the home crowd, of course, with the nuggets losing, you don't, you don't get to really celebrate it as much because of the overall loss. But I thought that, well, I would say more so in his first stint, his second stint, not as, as much. Um, but yeah, that first stint in that first half, oh man, especially when the nuggets were, were down and he came in and he had an immediate impact. Like, that little turnaround fadeaway shot. Have you guys ever seen him hit that before? That was an excuse me make. I, I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the one where he's leaning off of one foot, mm-hmm. almost like a sambor shuffle. Yeah, I've never. Yeah, seen I was him, like, Whoa. I've never seen him hit that before. Like, it's almost like I don't know if you guys have ever seen. Um, there's like a meme of uh, Patrick Ewing as a coach, right? And he's talking to one of his guys. I guess one of his guys. Um, I think he, I'm assuming he's a college coach now. I'm not sure the exact what what college like Georgetown. But, or Georgetown. So, but but he's he's coaching, and one of his players takes a like a one foot fadeaway shot or something, and he like in the clip he's asking him, he's like, "Have you ever practiced that shot? Like, have you have you ever like why did you take that shot? You've practiced that? I've never seen you practice that shot. That's all that I could think about in my mind when Christian Brown took that shot and hit it because I'm like, what? what the heck just happened? When did when did that ever? I've never seen that before. So. But it was cool to see him engage. We've seen him, you know, get to the point where, I mean, he's stealing the ball from people and he, he can cut to the basket. We've seen him do some some pretty nice dunks and stuff. So I don't know how that's going to look going into game three because of what he did. Like, does that give him some more minutes going into game three on the road in Miami? Um, I guess, I guess I mean, the amount of money that you pay in Michael Porter Jr., you've got to – he got to get – he got to get significant minutes, right? So – I don't know, man. It was just to see the Nuggets lose that game like that and to be to be that close in the end. And I think that's what it was. It was like you you go down, what, 11 at first in the first half, and then the Nuggets came right back and then took, was it maybe a 
15 point lead or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then to lose that and then to be down 11 again and then bring that back and it's it's now a three point deficit with six seconds left and you got a chance to to tie the game and listen man i don't know i don't i don't know about those jamal murray shots at the end of of ends of games anymore guys i don't i don't know how confident you guys are in it personally or or with those shots now but i don't he has not been hitting them as consistently i mean yes he hit one against portland earlier in the season that whole damian lillard game the little mid-range shot at the end awesome he hit one like years back against like phoenix and then against the bulls in the corner so he's had those moments but in that moment, and yes, we understand when the Murray flurry is happening, ain't really much you can do about that. But in that moment, what was going through your mind? Jack, talk to me. What were you thinking about when Jamal Murray had that ball in his hand? Yeah, I mean, to your point, is he our most clutch shooter? I don't know. And that's kind of, that was kind of obviously put into question for that. But it's tough, especially in the playoffs when he just, you know, that fourth quarter against the Suns where he just turned it up, you know, where or the Lakers sons. I don't know. I'm mixing them all together at this point. Um, (laughs) um, No, but like where he just, you know, took over that fourth quarter. But to your point, I think I really like to see him take over the fourth rather than that final, like last game clinching bucket. I think that, you know, he, his presence is there, but that last, like it's all on you. I just, I don't know about that. Mm -hmm. And I just, to your point, I wasn't, Granted, it was either Murray or Jokic. I'd rather have one of them have it. And the fact it was one of the two, I was like, all right, just shoot it. But the fact that – but even then, I was like, I just I – did, I didn't have as much confidence with them, with it going in, just based on how he was playing throughout the game, you know. And, of course, he didn't play terrible, but he didn't step up. And, I mean, even throughout the whole game, I think that – I mean, I don't know if you guys already touched on it, but, I mean, Nelson's uh, wisdom uh, a few podcasts ago about how if Jokic gets the most points and – blows a team out by just individual stats then the nuggets typically end up losing so mm-hmm. they're over three right now so you know when i saw that in the four assists and of course he's so otherworldly that if he doesn't get 10 assists everybody's looking at him but i just think that just the ball wasn't being moved around enough mm-hmm. and i i just think the loss especially with that game clincher i kind of it just solidified like they didn't really know what they were like how they wanted to close this game out like it just se- it seemed like they were lost and man, if that's not the worst losses, is when this is self-inflicted. Because if if Miami went in here and stomped them one thirty to one ten, I'd be like, well, they just got outplayed. But when you're that close, and to your point, how you're bringing up, you know, the the timeliness of their deficits and how they brought them back, it was just like it was just it was a very weird uh, performance. And of course, unfortunately, we have seen that from them, but quite frankly, a long time ago, which is nice to say, but. You know, when these losses kind of creep out like this again, it kind of gets me back into the mindset of not that they're screwed because I'm not that much of a wishy-washy fan, but it's more, (laughs) it's more of like, are they how they used to play where it's like, all right, okay, we're down. Like now we're down and kind of, we kind of gave up like, so, and they've done that in the past, but I don't know. I Murray though. I just, yeah, that clutch shot. I want Nelson to answer this first, but then I have a question for you about that after. Well, my question is more of, and this was widely uh, talked about, and that's what makes this kind of fun is, um, would you have called it? If you're the coach. I was just about to ask yeah. that. If you're out. the coach, nope. would you have called a timeout? And, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I, you know, if, if 
if Murray makes that shot, we're all saying Michael Malone's a genius. Yeah. yeah. But because he missed it, this brings in a whole thing of asking why didn't you call a timeout and set up a shot for Jokic, the two-time MVP, to make a shot? Because he is a clutch shooter. Mm -hmm. And I also think, from that same perspective, Murray did have two or three three three-pointers leading up to that point to get us even back in the game. Right. So he was feeling it. Yeah. I just wonder, is there a better shot that could be set up? And here's here's what I honestly wonder is everyone talks about Spolstra being the best coach in the NBA. And he's shown even last night that he is a good coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were trapping at the end of the game in the fourth quarter. And the ball pressure was really strong and they were blitzing certain people during the game. I thought Spolster had a really good um, coaching game for game two. And I'm just wondering if Michael Malone can match that coaching. And I've ne- that, that to me has not been answered. So I don't know. Is there a play that they felt like they could have gotten out of an out of bounds play that would have been an easier shot than Jamal bringing up the shot without the defense getting set. And so to me, those are the questions that I, that I wonder interesting enough. And I'll end this part of it with this thought, which I just think is so ludicrous. And it makes me laugh. George Carl came out after the game and said that Malone should have taken a timeout. And I just want to say, George, are you serious, man? Are you freaking serious that you have the audacity to second guess this dude after what you did with Anthony Carter, not once, but twice? Who was in the crowd last night, mind on, you. On, on inbound <laughs> passes. Are you serious, my main man? Yeah. Like, come on. We, we, we all remember 2009. Man. Yeah, Stop dude, it. zip it. Zip it. You have zero credibility. Zip. <laughs> Nada, niet, nothing. Don't even think about it, my man. Like, keep your Twitter or your tweet to yourself, brother. Like, I I don't care what you say, George. Uh, And please stop. And I'm the harshest person that Michael Malone has as a critic, but I I don't need to hear from you, George. So I said my piece. I feel better. See, Jeremy, I told you I needed a therapy (laughs) session. Amen. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, and, sorry. And, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and and just to say, it is the irony of that, like I was I was just saying, Anthony Carter is one of the assistant coaches on the Heat. No so, way. No, la- no, I'm telling you, if you go look it up, like last night in the game, when they were showing they were panning over the bench, Anthony Carter was sitting right there. Oh, that's hilarious. Yes, he was sitting right there, and I'm thinking, dude. I wonder how he feels like right now just watching this. But no, that that is that is hilarious. And um, Nelson, I hope you understand. I'm going to clip that out. Okay. <laughs> that, that's that's gonna be a clip because I think I think that that and even it's even interesting enough, you know, because I even saw George Carl on Twitter earlier today, and um I think uh, Kenyon Martin did something on FanDuel TV and he was talking about um the Nuggets in 2006 when they played against the Clippers in the playoffs right and he had this whole back and forth with him and george carl 
it is they, those two guys will they hate each other. Like, yeah, they and, Kenyon and, Martin wants to fight him. Like it's yeah. <laughs> and J.R. Smith too with his like, oh yeah, we don't have any out of bounds plays and yeah, yeah, yeah. That, the, the team, the team will always well those guys in particular, they'll always have something against George Carl. They they always felt like he was the reason that they they didn't get over that hump. And and, and I don't really care for Carmelo Anthony, and I know that's another subject. <laughs> but to give Carmelo credit, he's never gotten into the fray about sure, yeah. George Carl. He's really never gone to that side of things because he's had plenty of reason to respond to George because George has been really critical of Carmelo. Mm-hmm. And Carmelo, I give him a ton of credit for being the bigger person and not saying anything back. And I, that takes a lot, man, to not respond in that way. And Carmelo showed a lot of class in my mind by just kind of deferring and not really saying anything back. And I, I kind of like that, actually. I saw that recently, too, because did you guys um, see when Carmelo retired? Mm-hmm. Um, George Carl made a post about him, right? And in the post, he he was like, it was like he's celebrating him, quote unquote. But then there's like a backhanded compliment where he's like, definitely a top ten nugget of all time. Now, for us, for us that know, oh the, for us that know the Nuggets, listen. Yes, I understand you. You got names, obviously Nikola Jokic, Alex English, like like Fat Lever, like there's there's names that you can have. Dan Issel, like you can have these names in front of Carmelo, but to say top ten, like I like you, like come on, and then. But Car- but all the people in the comments were just like, Coach, what what what? Do you-? But Carmelo saw the tweet and he just responded and all he said was thank you, Coach. Yeah. and that was oh, it. Oh, see, that that's was it. really nice. So 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 exactly to confirm exactly what you just said, that just happened a week and a half ago or last week or whenever Carmelo retired. Yeah, right. So that's really classy. So yeah, he just straight up he was just like, you know what? I'm not even gonna get into it. But I'm telling you, if you look at the original post. All of the comments were like, "Yo, why are you why are you throwing shade at Carmelo on a on a retirement post?" Because everybody knew what it was, right? You know, so I just it thought that, that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, it was there. It was there was dig. definitely it was definitely a dig. Um, but Jack, to to just go back to that to that point of even with the timeout that you guys were talking about, yeah. Um, yeah, I think in that in that moment, I really didn't even think about the timeout until the game was over. Yeah. Right. Like, I'll be honest with you. I was just so so Nelson, exactly what you said, because I had just seen, you know, Jamal Murray hit a couple shots and we know what happens when he starts getting hot. Right. It was just like in my mind. Yes. In 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 retrospect. Sure. It, it you could look at it as an option. But then in my mind, it was just like I'm just watching the game. I'm just like, yeah. dude, OK. He has three seconds left. He has the ball. Boom. I personally did not even look to even see if there was a timeout available until after when everybody was just like, dude, why didn't you call a timeout? But then that's kind of it's it's the it's a hindsight 2020 yeah. situation, right? Like we all think about that after the fact because it's like, dude, we could have had another opportunity to drop a play, blah, blah, blah. But you said it, Nelson, had that shot went in, we don't have this conversation, right? So right. it's just one of those things in, in the moment. Um where, I mean, Jamal wasn't having the best game prior to that because I think you said it about Eric Spolstra, right? And 
he is a really good coach, and I think he does he does really well with making adjustments. I do think that them starting Kevin Love and then allowing Jimmy Butler to focus on Jamal Murray a lot more and then allowing with that defensive setup for them to send those blitzes, like you mentioned, at Jamal Murray and having to, to make him – I mean, there's a reason that he has 10 assists in the past two games, right? They are trying to play a particular defense against him in particular. Um, and I don't know if you guys saw the, the post-game press conference where – um, I believe it was Ramona Shelburne that had asked Eric Spolstra, like, hey, um, so was the game plan for you guys to turn Jokic into a scorer, not a passer? And like immediately you could see the reaction from him. He was like, oh, boy. He's like, this is a two time MVP. You really think that our game plan was do this or do that with him? Like, like and and, and listen, I understand a lot of that has to do with with not wanting to give out much information, but as a, as a coach and as a coach who respects Nikola Jokic, even as, as the opponent coach, right? Come on. Like, come on. <laughs> actually, actually, but they, but that, but that's what we just talked about that. We, that is maybe his kryptonite Yeah, is not involving other Correct. players Correct. Yep. to have yep. them be effective in the game and many people have talked about, and the pundits out there have talked about, what do we do? Do we make him just a scorer and live with him not being the facilitator? And they did that. So for Spolstra to get mad at that says either, A, he really did try to do that, right? And she blew his cover. Yeah. Or, <laughs> uh, or, yeah. Or B, he's just feeding us a line of crap anyways. I don't really know which one it is, but yeah. um, the bottom line is, is that that's worked in the past. They've lost games when he's been that score. I did thought I, I did think it was um, a nice little rub thing when Van Gundy, who I'm also not a huge <laughs> fan of either him or Mark Jackson actually I've gone through all these steps of first it was um, Spiro Didi's and now it's, it's um, Mark um, Jackson and Van Gundy. I, I cannot stand them. I think Bream is such a great uh, play-by-play guy, but I can't deal with those two knuckleheads anymore. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> Van Gundy at the end of the game said, Oh, he had 41 points and only four assists. Like it was a little jab. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, yeah. dude, really like like he controls the fact that his teammates can make shots or didn't not. Didn't make shots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's I mean, like, what on. a clown. Yeah. What a clown. That is so stupid, man. It's because yeah. it's not like he wasn't passing. Like, think about it. Like, I even tweeted about it in the first half when Jokic went up and he did like the hook, bro. He did a hook shot pass. To Aaron Gordon. It was so beautiful. It's like he did so many plays like that. And you're sitting there like he is trying to get his teammates involved. He didn't tell Michael Porter not to hit his wide open shots. He didn't <laughs> right. tell Jamal Murray on a pick and roll to miss to miss his mid-range. Like, come on now. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, Jack, I'm I'm killing you here, by the way. And I apologize because I'm it. I'm flapping <laughs> my gums and not letting you talk. No, so no. I apologize. Sorry. Or maybe I can phrase a question. Um, what did you guys think? Instead of me jabbing, <laughs> I'll ask the question. What did you think of KCP's performance in the game? Mm. And a specifically two defensive plays. Jack, Ballsley, 
<laughs> Tell it like it is, buddy. Let's hear it. I mean, disappointing. I feel like him and him and MPJ, MPJ, of course, a little bit worse, but like they're shooting kind of how you were talking about earlier, just like that you can accept the shooting if their defense is up to par, but when their defense is, is failing, like we saw, has he ever fouled out of a game? Mm, not to my knowledge. I was gonna like it's. Such I don't a, think. I don't think this season. Yeah, I don't think so. It was such a random player to foul out, but I mean, like when his plays, of course, yes. But like, just it was weird. Very like if you told me going to the game that KCP was going to be the one to foul out and be like, I don't think they've had a guy foul out since Minnesota, which is, anyways. Um, yeah, it, it, it's really disappointing. I mean, he only shot. He only took four shots, and it, granted, again that kind of goes into the Jokic taking over. But at the same time, I mean, if you're only taking four shots, that means that you're also just not getting the ball. And I don't know if it was more of a disconnect there or what, but I just, I was really disappointed on both ends of the floor for him. And I just think that, I don't know. I need to see that Suns KCP in game in game six because game six, yeah, mm-hmm. man, he, and that's the, I think that's the weirdest part about some of these guys. And of course, Aaron Gordon played very consistent to Aaron Gordon. So I can't really complain about his performance, but I think that some of these guys, like it's just really, it's tough because they're, they're either really hot or really cold. And granted, you could say that about every team, but I just feel like, especially with MPJ, we've just seen that a li- just too much for comfort. KCP. It's more, he isn't the main scorer, and he's not even the top third scorer. So it's like, that's why if he's only taken four shots, I'm disappointed, but I'm not like, what is happening? It's But like when you see guys like MPJ take shots like that it or mess up like that, especially defensively, to your point, Nelson, of talking about the defense, I just think like it's just it's, – it's tough to when it's like, okay, when should someone come in? Because yeah. as Jeremy, as you mentioned, they're paying him a max contract. So like oh, yeah. you can't not – and I think that was – Tim Connolly's, you know, what finger before he left, but, um, but, uh, you know, I just think that it's just, it's really tough because I I don't know. I was about to say is because I was going to talk about this at one point. It's just funny because, you know, people, you know, go in saying, well, they're not going to shoot like that again, but the heat's been doing this all, all playoffs. Like they've had multiple 40, I mean, they were at 48.6, but multiple 45 plus point three, three pointer games. That's what they do. So it's like, I don't know. It kind of goes back to Malone, at least defensively, of more like, you know they do this. Spolstra's giving you 20,000 different looks, and you can't count. And, like, it's just – it's not so much like he can't counter anything, but it's more like he can't switch anything up. And I think he just plays by his book just so much, and we've talked about that so much, especially when they're on a little bit of a losing streak. So we don't really have to rehash that. But I I just think it was more – that you know the defense was really just it was just subpar and i think it's just it's really more about that overarching like they were just so complacent with where they were at that i think they just got too comfortable which is really weird and i was going to point this out in the beginning so i'm sorry i was tardy um but uh <laughs> after game one during malone's like defensive player of the game speech i always love watching those none of them seemed happy like in a good way, in like a we're not done way, which I really, which I was like, okay, this is going to be great. They're going to, it seems like they're just that much more motivated to go into game two. So I don't know what happened between that and the end game and like the start and end, I guess the whole end of game two as well. Like, I don't know what happened there because they seem so like, this is, this is just one win. 
but now it seems like I don't know. They they I don't even know if it was cockiness. Like it was just I think it to me it was even more just sluggish than anything. Yeah. Um but then what the hell happened with Max Struess going 0 for 10 and then going what was it four for five in the first quarter or yeah. something like that? And of course he finished four for ten. So it's not like he dominated the whole game. But I when I started right when I started that game, I had to like do the cartoon double blink of like, is that who's is that who's making all those shots? Mm-hmm. But um yeah, it's it's tough because it the nuggets and the heat are so similar in the fact that when they're on, they're on. So it it, it to the point of like MPJ needed to step up, KCP needed to step up for their defense for sure. But at the same time, you gotta. It's. I think there's got to be more rotational or anything like that. So, Jimmy, what do you? Dude, you guys are killing me right now. Okay. (laughs) Um, There's just so much more to talk about. Um, There really is. And um, so, what I was talking about, KCP, um, Jeremy, is the two closeouts. Right. Where he he fouls, which were crazy to me, by the way. Which is just like, how do you? You're a professional basketball player in the NBA Finals. How do you make that mistake? That I didn't care about his offense. I cared about those two closeouts because they are both critical mistakes. And that's what that is. It's a mistake. Like you're not mentally into the game. The other thing I want to say is I don't want to leave Aaron Gordon off of this um, little issue of effort and what he did. I, I, excuse me, guys, but I've never known Kevin Love to be a good defender, a decent defender, a halfway okay defender, other than the fact that he ch- takes charges at a high rate. Why didn't Aaron Gordon attack the rim again and be physical with Kevin Love? Kevin Love is a stiff. He's a softy. He's like Charmin. <laughs> like, go after him. I'm sorry. I'm on a roll. And then um, the other thing <laughs> I, I wanted it. to say is, let's be honest. The I, and I don't. If you want to get into this next, it's fine. But I just want to go off on the refs. <laughs> um, oh boy, that was rough. So first off, three things. One is Jimmy Butler's out of bounds when he throws the the pass to um, Vincent mm-hmm. Vincent to get the three pointer. That should have never counted. That's three points. And obviously there's goaltending that happened and they totally missed that. That's another two. Now, again, I don't want to be a sourpuss about this and say it's because of the refs that law that the nuggets lost. That's not, it's not the case, but that's five points guys. And what was the difference in the score? The the last Mm -hmm. thing that I'll say, and this was all about Twitter today is the um, ref, the main ref outside um, ref was, um, is from was born in Miami, is from Miami, mm-hmm. lives there currently, and went to school with uh Haslam, right? With Haslam and yep. played on the same basketball team as Haslam. Mm-hmm. So, how in the heck does the NBA think that that's somehow okay? Yep. And that in this situation where now we have two questionable calls, that the the ire of the people wouldn't think about this and tell me I'm crazy, but you're not, you're not crazy. Uh, tell me I'm not a conspiracy <laughs> theorist because I, that is just, that's beyond my, my realm to think that the NBA would not have thought about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's pathetic. Actually, he should have never been in this game period. 
You know, you know what's interesting, right? You remember when when we had Harrison Wind on the show, right? Mm-hmm. And I asked Harrison what he thought about the refs and the refs' impact on particular games. Harrison tweeted about it last night. The same thing, because remember, he was just like, you know, um, yes, of course they play a role, but then you know, as an overall thing, it may not be the biggest thing. Oh no, he saw that last night. He absolutely saw that last night. I saw Harrison tweeting about, he was like, man, like the refs are like, they're really screwing the nuggets. And it's just like, like we saw it. It was just plain as day. Everybody who is not a Miami Heat fan saw it and they were complaining like, what in the world? Like, how is that not called goaltending? Seriously, like it, for me, just watching it live, you already saw the ball coming down. Like it, it wasn't, you didn't need a slow down replay to tell. It was on its way down and bam, hit it upward. Now, thank you. Think about it. If you're hitting something upward in this motion, it's already on its way down to you. And that's exactly what happened. But the problem was they, nothing happened. It was just like, okay, whatever, next play, right? And it's the same thing you said, looking at that particular ref. No, dude, that is, that's a problem. That is absolutely a problem because that is, you know, in the business world, they would call that a conflict of interest, right? That's like right. there's 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 certain things you cannot allow. Like me, me as a huge diehard Nuggets fan, I cannot, I cannot ref an NBA Finals game. I cannot. I mean, not to say that I wouldn't call it fair, but it's just one of those things. Uh, the optics of it looks bad. That's right. The optics. That's all it is. I'm the not optics. saying that he's not a good person in real that's life right. or none of that type of stuff, but the optics of it. Just like you said, we will break this stuff down if we feel like the Nuggets are being treated unfairly, which they were. It's like we're going to try to find out, okay, why is this happening? And then when you really look into this particular ref who is literally Miami from start to finish in his lifetime, it's like, dude, this is a problem. So, no, you're not a you're not crazy. You're not you're not being a conspiracy theorist. I think the theory is factual. It made it. It didn't look good. I think that's what we are trying to say. It didn't look good. It didn't feel good as a Nuggets fan to see it happening in real time. Um, and just to know that the Nuggets lost by three, even after Miami shot out of this world, even after the Nuggets just could not get certain players to get going with MPJ and KCP like we just talked about. Um, after all of that, it was a three-point deficit at the end. I'm still sticking with my Nuggets and six prediction. I'm still sticking with that. Nothing has changed for me. Um, I even went on on record last time for like my last episode that I did, just my recap of like game one. Um, at that moment, because of the way it felt in the building, it felt like Nuggets and five. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. It did. Like it. it I'm watching it in there. I was like, when I went home on my drive home, I was like, dude. This this could literally be a sweep. I started to think those thoughts because you're in there and you're like, the, the Nuggets didn't even play their best, and this was it. Like this was that. But I do I do give respect to Spolstra and the Heat for the adjustments that they made, and it's just like going back to the Lakers series, right? Like yes, the Lakers didn't win a game, but they did adjust certain things and make certain things difficult in moments, and the Nuggets had to find a way to adjust. Obviously, with the Rui Hachimura thing that we spoke about. So now with the Kevin Love thing, hey, Nuggets, what you going to do? What you going to do? So you you said it, Nelson. Aaron Gordon, if you don't go attack that man and stop playing, seriously, go attack Kevin Love. Get him in foul trouble and get him out of there. Like there is no – like you can't be playing around just because he's 
he's there and he's a nice guy who throws really good outlet passes. What like what is that supposed to do? Like you better attack that man, post him up, and bang on him. Like that's what we want to see. You know, like we saw Aaron. Like if we get Aaron Gordon that we saw in Game One, like in the first first quarter, Aaron Gordon was just like, oh, "I'm taking everybody to the rack now." Like there's oh Gabe Vincent on me, goodbye. Max Struess on me, goodbye. He didn't care. He just kept attacking, and he was attacking without. Get making it like a charge or an offensive foul. He was being really smart with his moments, and we have to get that moving forward from Aaron Gordon. We just have to. I agree with you 100%. The one thing that made me feel good about my delusional thinking in the refs was John um, Hollinger, who also is a famous <laughs> NBA guy. Did I say it wrong? No, no, no. I was laughing because it brought me back to remember I sent you guys the picture of the whole the 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 Zeke Nazi yeah. oh yeah 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 with Peyton Wa- oh my lord well, that wasn't funny. him was it no that was him it, it was, was John, John Hollinger it was, it was John Hollinger yes oh my bad but John <laughs> Hollinger um yeah that is ridiculous that was ridiculous but John <laughs> Hollinger even said um about the goaltending he goes that is one of the worst calls I've ever seen in my forty years of being in the NBA. That he goes, that was one of the most obvious goaltends that I have ever seen. And for anybody to say anything different than that, they're lying to you because it was that obvious. And so that's when I knew (laughs) that I wasn't completely crazy. And the and the Jimmy Butler thing is just factual because you see his foot out of bounds. Mm -hmm. So, like, and the amazing part about that again, and again, is that. Um, how many annoying times do you see the refs like go, he's out of bounds and go the other way? Like they're, that's what they're paid to do is to pay attention to that stuff. The guy's on the baseline for a reason. Yeah. That's why he's there to watch that his foot is in bounds and he doesn't make the call. It's like, come on. Um, again, I want to be careful because uh, my blood pressure is getting up. My yeah, face relax, getting, relax. My, my face. Woosah, woosah. Woosah, woosah. I love that. Um, bad, bad boys. Um, my, uh, my whole thought process is that the Nuggets didn't play their best game. And the others that I mentioned in my tweet did not perform. And it's Aaron Gordon. It's Michael Porter Jr., and it's KCP. You've got to get better performances going forward if you're going to win this championship. It's that simple. And I'm scared. Now I'm a little bit scared. Like, I, I know the Nuggets are a better team, but this team, this Heat team, beat a good Bucks team. They beat a good Knicks team. They beat a good Celtics team. You don't think they don't believe? Oh, they believe. Think, they believe. Oh, they brother. believe. For they sure believe. they believe. So the better players, uh, you know, Jokic is obviously the best of anybody in this uh, finals, but they have to step up and show that they're present, and I think they'll get the message. I think Michael Porter Jr. will respond. I yeah. want to see the Michael Porter Jr. that we've talked about, that if he misses his outside shot, he goes to the rim and gets easy buckets yeah. And that will translate into other things that are positive for Michael Porter Jr. And rebound. We need you to be a good rebounder. Um, do not give up the three from Kevin Love. Michael Porter Jr. has got a very easy task 
at hand, things that he's very capable of doing. And I believe in him and I believe he'll bounce back. Gotcha. Jack, any last thoughts that we got here, man? Well, you know, I just read a tweet that, um, Kendrick Perkins said on the Pat oh McAfee boy. show that now who cares? That, that, well, no, he said that Jokic <laughs> needs to be marketed more. Oh, stop! Oh, shut up! Oh, stop it! Listen, man, I want listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real with you, Jack, dude. Kendrick Perkins is saying that Nikola Jokic should be marketed and promoted more. Is that is that is that where we are today? The same yeah. Kendrick Perkins who was the main person against Nikola Jokic the 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 same person who created this out of the blue narrative about Nikola Jokic and the fact that he was only winning MVP because of the color of his skin that Kendrick Perkins is saying that Nikola Jokic needs to be promoted and marketed more okay so we I think we've already realized that Kendrick Perkins at this point is delusional, <laughs> right? Um, I think I think that is a hundred percent fact. Okay. We we realize that he is delusional because I saw that like right during the uh, during uh, what the Western Conference Finals, yeah, or right before the Western Conference Finals, Kendrick Perkins got on TV and said that Nikola Jokic is the best player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Okay. He said he is the new sheriff in town. He's the best player in the league. One week later, they start talking about the same best player in the league subject on first take. And I think J.J. Redick may have been the one to mention it. And when J.J. Redick said that Jokic is the best player in the league, Kendrick Perkins said, what? (laughs) So I think I think right now and and this is not I'm not even, you know, really trying to be funny or shed light on something that 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 is a serious topic. But I honestly believe that Kendrick Perkins suffers from some things like like seriously, like he he does not like he I don't understand him like he does not have one straight thought in a week like he would get on air and say one thing. And then the next week, it's just like. What he starts arguing with himself. Yeah. How do you do that? Like, how do you. How do you seriously get on there and then you expect us to take you seriously? I at the dude, there is never going to be a day moving forward that I'm going to respect a word that comes out of Kendrick Perkins' mouth because he does not stick to anything that he says. He gets on there and he is one of those people that I know for a fact says every single thing for clicks. Like there is no no yeah. question about it. He only does it because like bro, if you tell me a man is the best player in the league one day. And then four or five days later, you're arguing with somebody for telling you that. Huh? <laughs> How does that work? Like, 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 I don't. So I, it's the same thing, brother, with oh, Nick, right? It's the same thing with Nick, right? And you know what? It's, it's, it's really interesting, the human psyche. And I wish I could do a study <laughs> because I don't understand why we pay attention to people like Kendrick Perkins and Nick Wright and any other person out there talking junk about the Nuggets. Um, I'm not saying they don't deserve their own platform. They can have their platform, but I don't have to celebrate it and I don't have to watch it and I don't want to watch it. And there's people out there in Nuggetville that are 
infatuated, infatuated with bringing up what these guys say to, to give more either a credibility to them or B to have us dislike them even more. And it's not humanly possible for me personally to dislike anyone more than I dislike <laughs> Nick Wright and Kendrick Perkins. I'm and right I don't have, and I don't have the energy to hear what they say. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care about one thing that Kendrick Perkins said or says, and I don't care what Nick Wright says. They yeah, don't they're, mean anything. They're, they're clowns, man. They are, they clowns. are clowns. Yeah. They are total clowns. <laughs> and there's no reason to give them breath, to give them life, because you're giving them life by showing these clips. That's what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, knock it off. You don't need to, <laughs> I don't need to watch their shit. Excuse my language. Oh, no. <laughs> Stuff. I don't need to watch their stuff, Jeremy. This is Not this listen, is man. for all the children out there listening. <laughs> um. Okay. Well. Sorry, I brought um, that up. Uh, so, uh, so shout out. Brought that up. But, so uh, shout out to Jack. Piss, piss, <laughs> piss, in, piss in vinegar. <laughs> you know, uh, my closing remarks are going to be that. Um, Peace, uh, love. Peace, love, happiness. Not war. Go watch ESPN's first take. Um, no, but I to wrap it up, I think um, I just really hope it's a game that they choose to answer with rather than let the heat pick up steam. So, oh, I'm sorry. It. One more person. I just got to throw him on there. Skip Bayless. Oh, Lord. Let's throw Skip Bayless into the mix like another knucklehead. Like yeah. if I see another minute of that tool, like forget about it. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I'm glad Shannon is walking away from that situation. So yeah, that's just like whatever at this point. But no, um listen, the Nuggets have <laughs> to respond. That's it. That's just it. Like I think that's where we are all are at this point. Um, the Nuggets have to respond now because you know, and, and I'll tell you guys this too. Um, when they did show that Aaron Gordon, KCP, and Michael Porter refused to talk to the media after. A lot of people took that as like, ooh, these boys acting like they defeated. You know, like you kind of like a lot of people who were watching it or not watching it, you know, since they didn't do it. Um, they took that as like, all right, cool. You know, we could see that there's some type of weakness or something happening in there. Cause that's usually what you get from that. Like after a team loses a game, but listen, it's one one, yeah. right? It's one one. All the nuggets have to do is win one of the next two games and they have home court back. That's literally it, right? So I think I'm not going to overreact. Um, and it's interesting. And I I could tell my growth last night when I tweeted about that because for me, in years past, I was an overreactor. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Um, <laughs> I was always that guy. I was always that, oh, man, the Nuggets stink now. Oh, man, here we go again. But that has always been me. But there's just something different about what's happening right now. I don't know if it's just me as a person that I've, that has changed a bit. But there's just some. There's a different feeling for me. Like yes, the loss sucked. I get it. I get it. I feel the same way. I'm still. I was still sitting there, like, dude, how do we? We just. If he had just hit that shot, or if they had just called a goaltending, or if they had just called it out of bounds, or you start getting those thoughts in your mind. But listen, guys, and everybody listening. Just if if you are under the sound of my voice, just listen to me clearly. It is one one. We have the best player in the world, and although 
his teammates and comrades did not come to play last night the way that we expect. I think that Nikola Jokic is going to do everything he possibly and physically can to bring that championship to Denver because I know that he understands how important it is. So do not fret. All we need is one of the next two. And I, I truly believe the Nuggets will do that, right? I still have the Nuggets in six. So think about the Phoenix Suns series as a point of reference. And that is all I will say. Go ahead, Nelson. End us off. Oh, oh no. I, I think I've talked enough for the night. Um, <laughs> but I would say Nuggets in five, which is what I said originally. And I'm sticking to it. Me too. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Tyler Hero brings to this team and i as i said before i don't know if it'll be good or bad based on the fact that yes he's a very talented player but bringing him into a mix that's already rocking and rolling does that affect the chemistry of the miami heat it does it it can go both ways it can go that he could be an energizer for them off the bench bench and really be effective or it could be that he's rusty and that getting him back into the rotation could be a mixed bag. So I don't think it's for sure one or the other, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. I actually don't think he's coming back Um, because yes, before the series started, we heard about maybe game two, maybe game three, but something came out today uh, where where he was actually talking about it. Yeah. Like he was talking about it and um, he made two statements. He basically said that there's still some soreness, So he's not really confident in it just yet. And then he also mentioned exactly what you just said. He's like, I don't know if me coming back right now is smart, considering the team has been playing well without me and I don't want to affect the chemistry. So exactly what you just said is the same thing that he said. Right. So I doubt we're going to see him um, unless the Nuggets like go up like three one. Right. I think in that case, they're going to be like, okay, Tyler, we need you out there now. But but I think. If they feel confident, he's not going to come back until they truly, truly need him. So just to um, to respond to what you good just update. mentioned, yeah, yeah, good yeah. Update. I just I just saw that today. So um, and I think that's smart as a as a team player. You definitely the bigger goal is really what matters, right? You don't want to jump in there and immediately start taking shots from Gabe Vincent or Max Struess or Kyle Lowry even, who has actually been playing pretty well. Or Duncan Robinson. Or Duncan Robinson, who he has one of the most punchable faces in NBA history. But another thing with with that team, dude, like that whole grunt that he does and the the snarl after playing seven minutes a game, like, bro, stop playing with me, man. Stop playing with me. You know what I mean? Like, like, like Like, I could understand Jimmy Butler doing it, I could understand Bam out of bio doing it, Gabe Vincent, or even Max Struess. Like, I didn't mind the Gabe Vincent look in the corner. I think it was like Christian Brown who tried to stop him and he gave him the little look after he hit the three. I don't even mind that. But Duncan Robinson, bro, stop it, bro. Stop. Stop. You out. Like, he did it in the Boston series because he, and then it's always a game where he scores just 10 points. It's all, that's, it's always that game. Like if you score 10 points and you start looking at the crowd and looking at players, man, you, 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 you hmm. anyways, guys, listen, anybody who's listening right now, um, <laughs> um, we're, you know, I know it's getting a little late now, so we're gonna, we're gonna get up out of here. Um, nuggets, these, both of these guys, these gentlemen here just said nuggets in five. I'm still going with nuggets in six, um, just for the time being, but I'm hoping that I am wrong and I'm hoping that they are correct. 
so that we can all celebrate. And I'm really looking forward to this dinner um, and everything. So listen, guys, this has been amazing. I'm, we, we did this one for an hour, you know, and, and it, it still feels like there's so much more to talk about. That's that's the beauty of this stuff. Right. Um, so make sure we save some of that for the end of game three. I'm looking to see if I can get my boy Chuck Middle Middenhall on the show for that one from the ringer. Um, he does excellent, excellent work, does a lot of UFC stuff, but he is a huge, huge Nuggets fan. One of the biggest reasons why um, a lot of my tweets even went viral was, was because I think la- you know, last time with the whole scruffle or whatever with Nikola Jokic and Markeith Morris, he was the one who like tweeted my stuff and then Bill Simmons saw it, right? So we're going to see if we can get Chuck on here to talk some nuggets because I know he wants to. We definitely got to get uh, Mattia back on here because he, he wants man, to come back he, on. He was trying to get on here today. Had we done it like early, early, he would have been on. Um, but yeah, we we got we got some people who want to really talk and speak their mind, which I love. It's always cool getting guests on here to just, you know, speak their mind. So um, listen, guys, as usual, this has been a whole lot of fun. But the Nuggets are coming back in the next two days on Wednesday night to see the Miami Heat in Miami. So they are on the road. Now, Nuggets, you've shown us that you can win on the road. Look at Phoenix game six. We saw and KCP. I'm calling you out, my man. Not dumb, dumb little immature fouls and like he don't even do those fouls. Why, why, why are you doing it now? You know. But I, I'm not gonna get back into that. Everybody just play better. Um, this is Denver hoops and dreams, y'all. We out of here. Go Nuggets. <laughs> Go Nuggets. <laughs> Woo.